Hello and welcome. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening, no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. I am back from a not-that-much-needed vacation, and today, a salacious guest, Basia Nash. She is, well, a pornographer. She's self-described as a regular Canadian MILF next door who's posting daily nude content. She's also a nerd like me, and she was a listener of my old overnight radio show, so we have a lot in common and interest in me. I'm kidding. I swear I'm not that much of a narcissist. We're going to talk about what it's like to start up a career from a normal job to being an adult entertainer and probably lots of other random shit. So let me present to you Basia Nash. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I am good. Thanks for agreeing to do this show. Yeah. It's <laughs> a show. It's a show? It's a show, yeah, that, that you'll be, that we're doing. I, I'm, t- I'm recording now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beja or Bezia? Bezia. Okay, good. That's what I thought. I just, it's a tough one. It is tricky, yeah, yeah. You're a regular Canadian MILF next door who posts daily nude content. Is that how you describe yourself? That is how I describe myself. Okay, that's how I'll describe you. But I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, You and I have known each other for a little while now, right? Before you quit your job to become a full-time adult content creator. That's right, yeah. So many hard C's there. Adult content creator. (laughs) So how did we meet? You used to drive into work and back from work rather late, as I understand it. That's right. I worked the night shift and I'd be listening to you on the radio to, you know, try and keep me awake on the way home. Why AM talk radio? Why not, you know, the hits, the 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 daily top 40 kind of stuff? Usually I find that more engaging, somebody talking, you know, conversations. So it worked. It worked until I didn't. I, I no longer work with... Uh, yeah, I was I was lost for a while. I didn't know what to do then. Yeah, just reruns they're playing in my time slot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was not as good. So I quit my job because obviously I couldn't, you know. Yeah, that... <laughs> uh, here I am. I have this narrative I've constructed. You're an artist. You wanted to pursue your art full time. You wanted to be a performer. But really, it was just my time slot got yanked during the time you drove. And that's why you quit your job. It just shook everything up. I had to question things, you know, like, why am I even doing this? Can I say this? You were you worked in a factory. Can I say that? I know you're somewhat private. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say your real name, which I don't even think I know. And I don't need to know. No. But you were working in a factory. How does one go from factory to adult entertainer. I feel like that's not, is that a common path? I don't think so. I don't think it is. No, I, 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 you know, it wasn't planned or anything. It was just something I started doing on the side and then it became, you know, really fun and lucrative. And then it, it, you know, I got to a point where I had to make a serious decision. It's like, should I be doing both or should I maybe just focus on the one? 
the one you ended up doing sounds more fun. Did you ever get recognized? Because you were doing both. You were streaming online, getting naked online, but not just getting. I think that's two one note, and we'll get into what you do. But did you ever get recognized by coworkers? I'm imagining a bunch of crusty old white men work in a factory. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> that's my stereotype. Especially in management, anyway. Uh, okay, so it's you and a bunch of men with crust falling off of them. <laughs> did they ever recognize you and, and call you in the office and say, hey, we saw you naked online? I was wondering. Like it was a risk, but nobody had ever approached me on it. So I, I'm happy about that. I never had to have that awkward conversation. But, uh, you know, if that had ever come up, if it had ever been a problem, I guess that would have just pushed me into quitting sooner. Right. I guess. And I, they didn't want me to quit. No, you seem very talented. You seem like you know what you're doing. Uh, I can't imagine they would want you to quit. No, like I gave them uh, six months notice because I was a supervisor. I wanted, you know, they needed time to really train a replacement and everything. And they were trying to push for more. And I'm like, come on, six months, you guys, like I'm being pretty generous, right? <laughs> yeah, two weeks is usually the... Right? Maybe a month. I gave my employer a month, but I took two weeks vacation in that month. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was what I did. Well, that was my when I had a normal human being job and I didn't work in radio. Yeah, well, you got that vacation time. Use it. They gave me two weeks in radio, which I thought was really nice. That is, yeah. Usually you find out you've lost the job uh, when you show up to do the job and your email doesn't work. At least that's how I have heard it works in radio. Maybe that's just personal with you. I don't know. I don't know. And they let me say goodbye, uh, which was wild. But OK, so you're you never got recognized. Did you have a plan in case you did get recognized so that you didn't kind of have to freak out or that wouldn't have freaked you out? Well, it's not like I'm ashamed of it or anything like that. The only thing is I just, yeah, it's a risk. I didn't want people who knew my real name and everything to find out what I was doing. Right. That That's the only thing I was really concerned about. And uh, luckily, yeah, it does. It didn't turn into an issue at all. Nobody ever figured it out. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> so you sell yourself as the MILF next door. But as far as I understand, and I'll admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of your adult stuff. I think if I watched too much of it, my girlfriend would bop me over the head. But I've watched a little and you're mostly kind of just doing nerdy shit, playing video games. There's Yeah, there's definitely that, too. I guess the MILF part comes in because I am an older content creator, right? I'm 41. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure, you know, there, there's definitely a market or uh, a niche area for that too, right? Older women or something. Apparently when you're 40, you're old. So it's like, okay, let's, you know, be aware of that. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll be old in two and a half years, I guess. Right? Get used to it. <laughs> I remember when, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause, wrong, because this is my memory and I lost that job at the end of last year. So it's been a while. But I remember you reached out on during my last show or that week or whatever and you're like, hey, I got boobs. Boobs are a way to get a following. Come on my Twitch stream and I'll uh, you can promote whatever you're doing next. I thought that was very nice of you. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. It would have been fun. Honestly, I think, um, you know, like doing the podcasting and everything is good. But I think you being on Twitch would be phenomenal. People would definitely be interested in that. I think for me, it's getting the following, right? Like most people that listen to me on AM Talk were Canadian baby boomers who... And I apologize to those boomers who listen to this show. But not not a lot of them are very technologically savvy. A podcast is a lot for them. Twitch, I think, is just right out. Maybe. I. You know, it is kind of surprising, though, like the demographics on Twitch. I mean, um, I've got like 70,000 plus followers on Twitch. And out of my active chatters, um, I'd, I'd say a lot of them are around my age, sometimes even older. 
I think I would do well in live streaming because it's that interactivity that I think I'm craving that is missing from this format. But going from that zero followers to 70K, it's like a crushing thing when you have a big ego like me, but it's precisely those ego crushes that I think you do your most growth in. So it is something I should start, but was it tough getting started from you or because you have two things that I don't, um, boobs, boobs are what those are. (laughs) Well, obviously, obviously that helped draw attention, right? I mean, Twitch is a visual medium, anything, you use anything you have to get people to click on your thumbnail, right? Everyone's doing something, right? And you you want to yeah there's how many live streams going on at a time you want someone to click you for whatever reason right and so i tried a few things you know like i'll I'll make sure i've got funny stream titles and things like that interesting things in the background something to give people an idea of like what they're gonna see you know aside from you know the the two things you mentioned right i don't think you're a one-trick pony i i didn't mean to no no i know i know and and i do have two half a cups which i'm very proud of you do well though i think i think um there's a few people who do like uh q a sort of things you can do interviews on twitch as well like you can pull people in through discord calls have them on your screen you can bring in viewers you know that kind of a thing too right okay i'm gonna give it a try uh give it a shot i'll promo you i'll do it you'll promo me you will sell me uh and all i have to do in return is give you wait what what do i have to Oh, we'll we'll talk later. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I'm slightly (laughs) scared. So doing nerdy shit, though, I've watched you do that. And that's not pornographic. That's just hanging out, playing video games with people online. Yeah, yeah. Like um, half my streams are chat streams. So it's just geek chat. We'll talk about uh, Warhammer and all the new Star Wars stuff and and whatever. Right. Sci-fi. And then the other half of the week is me just chilling and gaming while like talking to people at the same time. Right. So like I, I like it because doing the adult content is interesting and challenging and I I enjoy that, but it's a nice way to break things up for me. Twitch is kind of like where I go to just relax and, and just, it's just like a nice hangout thing or something. Right. Like, I still make money through Twitch. I'm not obviously right, but uh, it's it's not the bulk of it. Most of it comes from the adult content. So Twitch is like my chill, relaxed place where I, you know, take a break from it. I'm and proud isn't the right word because I consider you a peer, but like I'm I'm happy for you that you're able to make enough to support your. I assume make enough to support yourself doing like content creation online. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's surprising, you know, like uh, quitting the job was a big step, obviously. Right. I took some time before I made that decision and uh, I just recently moved out of Ontario and actually bought a house. So like huge, huge for me, just being able to do something like that based off of, you know, this kind of work. Right. Yeah. uh, You know, and you do it for yourself. No one can fire you. Exactly. I probably could have bragged that my salary from Bell Media was all right. I mean, it wasn't amazing. I used to work in tech and I was an engineer. So, no, my salary from that vantage point was really small. But like I was like, oh, I got a cushy job. I'm a radio host. But someone when you work for a big company can just take it away like that. Yeah. And when you're your own boss and you have your own following, let's say you're a writer and you have got a sub stack, let's say you're a podcaster and you got, I don't know, sponsored content or I don't know what the fuck, how to podcast. If I knew how podcasters made money, <laughs> I wouldn't be trying to get another job. Sponsorships, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sponsors or paid episodes, I guess. But whatever it is, you've got this platform online that's all yours And I guess I'm a little envious because a media overlord can't take it away from you. I suppose Twitch could ban you from the platform and OnlyFans could ban you, but you'd have to do something really egregious to get that, right? 
Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and because it is something I do full time, right. I rely on it. I'm very good at making sure I'm aware of what the boundaries are and staying within them. Right. I, I don't want to lose my Twitch. I'd be upset about that. Yeah. So like if you're doing nerdy style porn, you're not going to get kicked off. If you're doing like uh, white supremacist style porn, which you are not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you might get, I don't know. Is there a market for that? Probably. Probably there is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be kick. That'd be the alternative uh, Twitch platform. Is that for people who hate other people a lot? Yeah, yeah. I hate other people a healthy amount. Not for their religion, race, uh, creed, but for their the content of their character. Yeah, just, just, you know, some people are shit. That's just it. They're just garbage. Oh, yeah, that's the fun part about podcasting. Fuck! Good. All right, good. Because <laughs> you used to hear me on AM radio, so you never... I'm a deeply profane person. Yeah. And that job just really fucked me. It made me... It fucked with my head is what it did. Now I, I, my default is not swearing and I hate that. It's hard. It, it's hard to turn it on and off as you can see, right? Like, yeah, when I'm, I, part of the reason I mark my streams on Twitch 18 plus is just because I'm going to swear and I don't want to filter myself. Got it. Yeah. The other part is I don't want teens just hanging out my chat because there's, there's a bunch of reasons I don't want them there. I'd rather people who are a little more mature hanging out anyway. So you mentioned nerd sci-fi shit. This is where you and I, I think have a lot of, a lot in common. You're Bayesia, which is Bayesian or Bayesian curves or from fucking... What is that? Uh, I don't even know what that is. I should know what that is. Uh, the name? Yeah, the name comes from the like the Bayesian Nash equilibrium. It's a it's a game theory thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like I've studied math and everything. And I, I just I wanted a username that was going to be very unique. Right. Because that's the hard thing when you're like, making an online persona. Right. You want to have a name that nobody else has. Right. I just checked to see if annoying Jew was taken. And it is. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to be annoying Jew, like number whatever, right? Yeah, you got you to gotta stand out. Annoying Jew 69, I don't know. Joy, annoying Jew 96, I, I don't know. <laughs> so you like sci-fi, but you, you're like a Star Wars. You're Star Wars. I'm Star Trek is the only thing there. I like Trek. I, I, I think you can like both. I know everyone gets once again to a big fight about it, but like, man, sci-fi is sci-fi. Just, you know, suck it all up. Enjoy it, right? All right. Well, what sci-fi? Let's do this. If we're going to do this, let's do this. What sci-fi TV are you watching right now? I've got, I, I've been stuck in uh, Star Wars right now. I'm watching Ahsoka and I've been watching the new Wheel of Time. Oh, the fucking Wheel of Time. That was garbage. <laughs> yeah. The fr Have you read the books? No, I haven't. I'm illiterate. Yeah, okay, okay. What am I thinking? That's why you're visual medium here. Yeah, yeah. I read nerdy shit, like techie shit. Yeah, okay. I listen to like programming podcasts. I'm still like really interested in software engineering despite leaving that career. I don't often talk about it in my work, but in my free time when I'm just consuming random media, like I'm reading about new programming languages. Well, this isn't the same thing, but okay, this is another argument for you to hop on Twitch because learning how to stream and how to like do your overlays and do all the technical things where you hit a button and your screen rotates and shakes and does all sorts of cool effects. I think you'd have a lot of fun setting all that up. I mean, that's part of what got me into OBS and streaming in the first place was uh, my friends wanted to stream and I was just like, well, what is this? How does it work? And I was just curious about the software and the programming part of it. You know, I wasn't necessarily thinking I would stream. You want to hear a real crazy humble brag right here? What? Not so humble brag. Yeah, what do you got? Super arrogant brag. It's a small pull request, but I've gotten two or three pull requests accepted into OBS. I'm going to tell people what that means. 
Oh, cool. A pull request is essentially you write some code and you want the person who authors a big piece of software to accept your code. Uh, and OBS is the tool that many streamers use. It's not the only tool, but many streamers use to do their streams like Twitch and whatnot. So yeah, I've written code and gotten it in OBS, but I still have trouble using it because it's not a coding tool. It's sort of like Photoshop. You know, I could probably get a little code in Photoshop, but actually using Photoshop, I have no idea how to do it. It's so complicated, all these layers and filters and transitions. And Yeah, but I like that. Like, rap, when, once you get it, once you start to understand how things layer and how you can try to, like, you get an idea of what you're trying to do and then figure out how to do it in there. It's it's really fun. Like, I, I just did a Lego stream yesterday where I was building Lego on, yeah, on Twitch there. And I had, like, multiple cameras to show me and then the project and everything like that. You know, just little things like that. It's fun. If you're doing Lego naked, though, if you sit on the Lego, you could really fuck up your body. I mean, that's... Well, okay, that would be if I was streaming on uh, OnlyFans or Fansly. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe there'd be a market for that. I think so. I, I think that might actually be... Yeah, people would be down for that. I'm just trying to think of, like, my favorite porn stars watching them assemble Lego naked. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll uh, I'll, I'll give that a shot. And why not? But it is dangerous. Uh, that, those little, you know, you put your weight on one of those things, you sit your ass down on a piece of lego you'll slice your butt right open well and i was streaming yesterday everyone's like oh you should make like a, a bikini or something and i'm just thinking about a thong or something made out of lego i'm like that does not sound comfortable <laughs> at all right <laughs> not if you care about your uh, your underbits no exactly that's no that is not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> so is most of your money from the Twitch streaming? Is it mostly from the OnlyFans? Like where, where does it? Yeah, I would say the, the bulk of it would be from uh, OnlyFans and Fansly. So I, I mirrored, I mirror all my content on the Fansly as well, just for, you know, just to be safe, right? What is Fansly? I don't even know what that is. It, it's, it's just another site like OnlyFans. Okay. But um, like in the adult industry, there's that shakeup a couple of years back when OnlyFans was like, whoa, we're not going to do adult content anymore, right? <laughs> That was the funniest thing to me. That was the stupidest thing. Like what CEO of a company that's primary source of income is adult entertainment is going to say, hey, we're not going to allow adult entertainment on our shit anymore. Right. That's so funny. The bulk of their, I don't know anybody who's ever subbed OnlyFans or anything that wasn't porn, right? Like why else would you be there? No. It's it's ridiculous. So once once they did that, a lot of creators are like, well, what should we do? Fuck, like we, sh we should look at our alternatives. And so there's a whole bunch of other sites out there. And uh, yeah, so a lot of people just use multiple sites, post the same content to everyone, and then people can decide where to, you know, subscribe. And uh, the cool thing too is like for live streaming, when I'm doing like a live show, I can stream to both at the same time, right? Cool. Do you have a stream for folks that want to support you but don't want to necessarily see the adult content? Like, I have a friend who has an OnlyFans, but she also has a Patreon where she creates, you know, well, it's not family-rated. It's vulgar content, but it's not pornography. I don't. I guess the Twitch would probably fall into that, right? Okay. I don't really even know how Twitch works. People can pay to watch on Twitch? Is that... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, you can. anybody can go on to Twitch for free, you know, and uh, it's ad-supported. But if you see a creator you really like, you can subscribe to them. You don't see any ads once you're subscribed and the creator gets a certain percentage of it. And you can also donate directly on stream. Uh, there's a few methods there. Yeah. Is it tough? Like, do you solicit donations while you're streaming? I don't like to ask directly. You know, like some streamers are really pushy, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I'll try to set up goals or something, you know, like, oh, if so many people subscribe, I'll do this or something. But uh, I don't like to push it too much. 
I ask because I didn't want to, I don't know, insult you, but uh, you do, you don't do it. So I'm not going to insult you. I've seen that where someone's like in the bathtub in their underwear begging, you know, trying to get people to donate things so that they take the next weird step in their stream. And it just feels very like, what's that TV show? Black uh, Mirror? Yeah, a little. It's a little uh, dystopian or something. I don't know. Yeah. And that's it. Like um, you're talking about the hot, the bathtub thing, right? Like hot tub streams are a big thing on Twitch, right? And a lot of people have asked me to, I've done hot tub streams before in actual hot tubs. Right. But uh, they're like, well, just do it in your bathtub, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to sit in my bathing suit in my bathtub and stream. No, that seems really weird to me. You know, like, I, I don't know. There's a line somewhere. I just don't like it. It seems like it's a little too needy or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's back it up. You, you've made this career change. You're, you're supporting yourself. You bought a house. Are you in Canada still? Can I ask you that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on the East coast now. East coast. Okay. Somewhere between, I don't know, Halifax and Miramichi. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Somewhere out there. <laughs> uh, somewhere out there in the East coast in the Maritimes as it were. Yeah. That's nice. I went to school in Nova Scotia for one year, Dalhousie University. I flunked out, but it was nice. It just snowed a lot. And I'm from Toronto, and when it snows in that city, they, like, plow it. Yeah. And I just found in the winter it would snow, and they would get around to plowing it, like, five days later, and they just didn't give a fuck. And I was like, get with the program over here. You know, clear the streets. That was my biggest complaint about Halifax. So you skipped school and you blamed it on the snow. Yeah. And then I flunked out. I'm hearing excuses here. Well, no, I flunked out because I was, yeah, because I'm a degenerate. But okay. Used to listen to me on the air. We're talking about Canada. I lived in the U.S. I live in the U.S. doing a Canadian show. Did you ever think, because people would text in and write in like that I wasn't quote unquote Canadian enough to be on the radio. Did you pick up those vibes for me? You're unique in that you listen to my show. So I'm curious what your take was. No, I, I don't know. It didn't even occur to me. I just assumed you're a Canadian because you're on the radio. I didn't I didn't put a lot into it, you know? <laughs> good, good. That, that's a good answer to the question. Yeah. Another thing was they always, the my boss always wanted me to be like more political. Oh, yeah. I just didn't give a fuck about blank politics, U.S. politics, Canadian politics. Actually, in my private life, I do care a lot about politics. Sure, yeah. But as a performer, a broadcaster, it's like not my thing to talk about politics. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I personally care a lot, but I don't want to get into it like when I'm streaming or something like that. It's just... Uh... Let's get into the adult content. Why not? Sure. So how do you go from working in a factory to experimenting? Was it exciting for you to experiment or you just thought right away, this is something I can do, no problem? No, I was nervous about it. It was actually a friend who suggested it. He uh, he, had, he had more confidence in me than I did, right? And he thought, uh, you know, if I start posting adult content or like, you know, lewds or something on Twitter or whatever, like I would gather a following. And I was just like, nah, no way, right? We made a bet. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I gave it a shot. Like I thought it through. I'm like, well, what's the worst thing that'll happen if any of this gets out? And I'm like, whatever, who cares? Like I'm, I was 39 at the time and I figured I'd try it. And I, I started having fun with it. You know, there's a lot to learn. There's, you know, like photography, editing and, and marketing and everything as well. Right. Was it was the end goal always to be sort of a, a creator who could make some cash doing it and have some fun doing it? Or was it more like you were an exhibitionist? You were curious about it. You found it exciting. And then you realized you could get some cash. Or is there some third option that I'm not seeing? No, I, I think it was more the second one. Like I I, I was... 
I was happy. I'm like, wow, this is cool. People actually like this. It, it did help my, like I had self-esteem issues for a long time, like especially in my twenties and everything. And it's just, uh, it was really, it was really enlightening. It was encouraging to see, you know, the kind of reactions I got and uh, no, like it, cause it took a while before it became lucrative. It took, there's a lot, there's a big learning curve because OnlyFans doesn't market you at all. You have to figure that out yourself, right? There's no discovery on the platform. Nothing. No, no. So getting naked on the internet can help with self-esteem. I just worry if I got naked on the internet and no one liked it, it would do worse things for my self-esteem. Yeah, it's, it's well, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, don't recommend it for everybody. I'm just saying. Oh, me especially. <laughs> you ugly fuck. Uh, that's, that's you calling me an ugly fuck. So it, that first time you post something and people are commenting, they're interested. Is, is that a bit of a rush for you? A little. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it was it was really cool. Just like a lot of people were just really into it. And I'm like, wow, OK, maybe I should keep going with this. Is the chance of getting caught, whatever that means for you, even though you might have more progressive views on the stuff like I do, like I always said I could date a porn star uh, to my ex-wife, to my girlfriend. They don't believe me, but I think I have the constitution to date a porn star and not get jealous and weird. But that's a side issue. That's my views. Not everyone has those views. For you, there must be some notion of getting caught. We danced around it earlier with the factory stuff. Yeah. But is that part of the rush? Like that someone you know who maybe you don't want to know about this stuff? Maybe there's less people like that in your life now. But when you first start, I imagine there's more people like that in your life. Um, again, correct me if I'm constructing a narrative that has no bearing in reality. No, 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 no. But is that is there a rush with getting caught? No, I wasn't. The, the thrill of getting caught wasn't really. I, I think part of it, though, was it was neat. It was kind of cool to like go into work and do my regular day to day stuff and go grocery shopping. And then just, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, I, I do porn, you know, and, and nobody knows. And it was it was kind of cool just having this secret identity or something, you know, like just I'm Basie and Ash. Nobody has no idea. You know, there's no idea. Yeah, that, that's cool. That gave you a little bit of a rush going out, knowing that like you, that you've got this kind of thing in the back of your head. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you ever been recognized on the street? Not as far as I know. No. Interesting. It is. It is actually. <laughs> I mean, part of it, too, is like I, I'm not like out, especially now, now that I, I don't have the other job right now that I'm focused just on this. You know, it's not like I'm leaving the house and interacting with a lot of people and everything, too. I think my exposure is fairly limited. Are you a bit of a not a loner because you you're very social even through this work you do. But in terms of getting out and going to social gatherings, is that something you don't? Yeah, I'm more of a recluse, I guess. I, I'm I'm a I'm, ner I'm a nerd, right? You know, like I've got time where I'm not working. What am I going to do? I'm going to play games. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do something. Usually, I'm going to stay at home. Like it, it's kind of wild to think about, but like I do consider myself an introvert. Yeah. So like I I just I'm happy, you know, just being home doing my own thing. And if I want to be social, then I, I stream and I do the stuff online and and that hits all those boxes for me right i love it so okay i'm just looking at the list of the things you do we got daily nude photo sets we got full-length videos uh you reply to dms i do just anyone anyone and everyone can send you whatever garbage they want you'll be like hey what's up yeah but they have to be subscribed so they have to be on only fans or fansly i mean people try to dm me everywhere else and i just ignore it well every time i've dm'd you you've responded not trying to brag here or anything well okay maybe you, you've snuck in through the list special people get to you know get in i'm a special person oh, oh shit now i uh, now that's out there you're gonna clip that uh, and then what are what are customs that's like you you make a custom photo album for someone 
That's a custom video. Usually it's a video. And and that's part of the appeal. Like people are like, why should I pay for porn or something? Right. And uh, that that's part of it. You can get customized porn, right? Is it, that can be everything from just saying somebody's name, which could maybe uh, be very exciting for them. Yeah, yeah. A video like moaning their name or... Moaning! Oh! Yeah. I, I mean, this is OnlyFans, right? Like I didn't even think of that. Well, yeah, here you go. I'll give you my price list. Um, no, no, I don't mean with you. I mean, sure, with you, whatever. I just I know, mean I know. this is a whole way to lose money, to have strange women moan my name. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people like getting uh, dick ratings for, you know, I, I don't know. They, they like me talking about their dick and how big it is, right? So that people will pay for that. Walk me through that a bit because not all dicks are created equal. I've seen some. They're not. No, they're not. I've seen some weird dicks, let's be honest. Do you give a truthful rating or do you suss out whether, you know, they want you to lie? Like, oh, this pussy, disgusting, malformed penis, I now have to say looks great and big? Or do they want the truth? <laughs> hey, your dick's a little messed up. I try to be honest. As much as I can, I try to be honest. Thankfully, I haven't encountered that situation where I've seen something that was really off-putting. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I did see something like that, I'd be like, I need another picture or something, right? Like, I need another. Yeah, that's that's a messed up dick. There's something wrong with this one. Try it again, right? Like, <laughs> and I'll be honest, like somebody will send me a picture and they've got like the toilet right behind them. Like, you know, just FYI in the future, you might want to like pay attention to your backdrop, right? <laughs> you might want to flush beforehand. <laughs> Right. I mean, don't just focus on the business. Let's, you know, see what else is going on there. That reminds me of the first time I invited uh, my ex-wife for an adult sleepover. I must have been 19. Uh, I was living in a disgusting apartment near University of Toronto with my friend. And I took a poop before she came because uh, why not? Yeah. And I also took a look at my my unkempt bush. And so I, I was like, oh, I got to do something about this. So I trim the bush into the toilet. Sure. And I'm like, okay, I'll flush these both at once. You know, why, why flush twice? Here I am paying for water as a college student. But of course, after you're done trimming, you kind of forget that... You just pooped and then you think, okay, I'll get to that flushing later. Long story short, she comes over, she uses the bathroom and there in the toilet is my poop and some pubic hair. Oh, great. I mean, we ended up getting married, but did it later on lead to the divorce? I don't know. I, yeah, I was just wondering about that. I'm like, ex-wife. He said ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was lingering in her head this whole time. Yeah. It was the poop and, and pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the, the magical brew she was looking for. So dick ratings. That's wild to me. Like you're just writing it out or you're recording a video talking about i do either yeah wow. so like it's more of a premium if you want a video i'll do like a topless video where i'm just looking at the picture and just talking about it or something wow. uh usually like most of the time most people like the honest rates and that's what i'll do but some people will actually pay a premium on top of that for humiliation because that's their king. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say they pay a premium for dishonest, but I guess that's humiliation could be dishonest. So it could be, yeah. Men pay you to get naked. Well, maybe not men, men, women, uh, non binary folks, but people, let's be honest, mostly men, pay you to get naked and talk negatively about them. Some do, yep. Wow. Absolutely. This is all surprisingly new to me, which is a bit wild because I know a lot about sex stuff. Like, my ex and I used to be poly, for example. Like I, I've been, and I go to Burning Man. I know a lot of people who are living in fringe lifestyles. Sure, yeah. But participation with adult content creators is new to me. Well, there you go. I'm here. <laughs> so no, I'm just, I'm, I'm finding it all very, 
very fascinating. And so is it all stuff you do alone or do you collaborate with other performers or? Yeah, I think like the majority of what I do is solo. Like there's a few um, boy girl vids I've done, like with, I've got a friend with Benefit I film with, um, but uh, there's really not much. It's, It's very much mostly solo. Yeah. Which is nice and easy for me to do because I'm right here. <laughs> You're right here. You're well, wherever you are, there you are. So uh, what kind of gear? You, I guess you buy like uh, good computers, good webcams, good all that stuff. Oh, yeah. To me, that's the funnest part of, of if I were to do uh, uh, adults. Only fans is buying all the great equipment, the AV equipment. That's and, and I do. I have a lot of fun with that, getting all the lighting and everything the way I like it. I do need to spend more on the actual sex side, though. Like, I, I think I need some more toys and outfits, stuff like that. Magic wand for me is is all you need. But that's more like a private thing. There you uh, go. I'm a big fan. I, I've bought a magic wand for no less than six or seven of my friends, some couples, some single people. Uh, it's creepy that I do this, but it's mostly for people who've never used one before. It's only for people who've never used one before. That's the only sex toy, in my opinion. I think I have to look that up. I'm not entirely sure I know which one that is. Oh, you know it. If you've seen any pornography, you know it. Magic wand. It's like the basic needs to plug in the wall. Look it up right now. You'll know exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. the th- Yeah, that's good. You got to get one of those. Yeah. So, okay. I'm trying to get a coherent narrative here, but that was never my skill. Okay, so this friend dares you into posting, is it just topless uh, photos? Yeah. Okay, you're like, no one's going to give a shit about this. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. This is the old you, maybe some confidence problems. Now you are working through that stuff slash over that stuff. But the old you has these issues. No, no, no. I was definitely self-conscious and everything too. Yeah, yeah. And it goes well. People are like, hey, uh, I I like this, whatever it is you're doing, sign me up. They sign up. (laughs) It goes well. At what point do you start realizing you can maybe make a a dollar from this? Well, it took a couple months before I started like getting a few subscribers. Like, you know, like the first month or two, I had like maybe one or two people paying for content. And I'm like, I don't know about this, you know, but I I kept going with it. And then, uh, yeah, I I finally figured out how to market myself better through Twitter and uh, Instagram and everything. And things started to grow. And I'm like, all right, this, this actually could be a thing. I should just keep going with this, right? Like at the end of the year, I looked at it. I'm like... I made a couple hundred bucks. That's not bad, you know, for the work I was putting into it. Are those one or two people that were with you from day one still with you? Some of them are, which is incredible. Yeah, like um, you'll find with adult content, uh, you know, some people subscribe for a month and then they dip out. They like variety, right? They're going to try a new girl every month kind of a thing, right? Um, But a good number of them, uh, they will stick around, which is fantastic, right? Like they like the, they like that they can message you, get to know you. It's more personal, you know, you whatever like it's yeah they check in with you every day what's you know like a lot of my dms surprisingly are not sexual a lot of people are just you know just talking to me about anything i believe that my friend who's a sex worker she does this thing where people can pay to send her messages i don't know what's called like she does um professional porn like not only fans and stuff like that but she does have this one service where her fans can text her for a certain fee and I was asking her about it and I was expecting a bunch of, you know, guys being perverted and kind of thing. And she's like, sure, that happens. No problem. Yeah. But I've literally walked guys through the process of coming out of the closet and leaving their wives to date their first. Wow. And, and this is straight porn. Usually she does girl, girl kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When she told me that it really, well, there's the old uh, trope that prostitutes, people pay them to like talk to them and to have friends and to keep them company, not necessarily for sex. 
Yeah. And when my friend shared that with me, I was like, I guess that's true, right? I mean, people are there because they feel like they know you. Yeah, yeah. They call it a parasocial relationship. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that term. I think I've had this, well, probably way less than you in terms of number of people, because who was listening to AM talk radio at night? Really just you. But I've had this with people where I don't actually know them because they've never called my show. They've never texted my show, but they send me messages like they're my friend with you. It's a little different because these people are interacting with you. It's more interactive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's very strange when people make comments like, oh, like, I hope you had a nice weekend with your girlfriend this weekend. I'm like, whoa, who the fuck is this stranger? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I said that. Is that a bit odd, that relationship? Like, I, I don't mind it, but it's different. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of that. Like, we're yeah, it's just a lot of back and forth, kind of like friends or something. It gets kind of personal. I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of used to it. Like, it, it is weird because there's that barrier where people are paying to talk to me. But like, you know, once I start talking to people, I just kind of forget that. Right. And it's just uh, sure. I do genuinely like getting to know people. And and I, I think having that paywall there makes it so I get better people. Right. I'm not getting the same comments that I'd get through my DMs on Insta or something if I was actually looking at those. You know, you get better quality conversations. Uh, are there times when the conversations are like, Jesus, this person is totally messed up. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, there have it it doesn't happen too often, but I've had a few people, yeah. And uh, you know, the cool thing about these platforms is you can just boot them out, right? Yeah. I used to get that with the anti-Semitic stuff. I was like, oh my god. Like, yeah. Like some some people will be crossing the line with some of their things, like uh breaking the terms of service with some of the things they want to talk about, right? And it's like, no, I'm just I'm not gonna risk my account because you've got some weird kink that I'm not into or it's not legal or you know, like let's just leave that alone, right? Not legal. That's I don't even want to know. That just sounds worrisome yeah that's yeah. no no exactly no <laughs> just just delete and uh move on i feel like i should come up with something really thoughtful to end the interview but i <laughs> in true uh david cooper form i i'm coming up with nothing no nothing oh i i remember what my profound question was the one or two people that were with you since the beginning mm -hmm. for me those people that supported me when I was a hobbyist, I wasn't doing this professionally, I hadn't quit my job yet. Like, I really needed them. And it meant so much to me. And one or two of them are, are still with me. Like they've heard everything I've ever done. Yeah. And I just remember how much that meant to me and how much that helped me keep going. Because when you get started and no one knows who you are, no one's listening to anything you're doing, no one's, in your case, watching what you're doing. It's tough to get the motivation to get the courage to create giving it your all anyway when it is yeah it's it can be discouraging sometimes and now it's like i i don't like if a friend starts listening to my shit i don't care i'm like if you like keep listening if you don't don't listen i don't give a fuck yeah yeah but yeah having those people for me early i'll call them early advocates was like such a such a motivating thing, knowing that, okay, no matter what I do, at least one person, at least two people are listening. Did you have that same relationship with your early followers or? Oh, definitely. No. And, and it, like I, I had that uh, through OnlyFans and also on Twitch, you know, all, all these platforms have had people that were there at the beginning and have stuck around and it's, it's really amazing. And I'm, I'm truly grateful that they've been there the whole time, you know, like it's, it's just giving me that affirmation or whatever that, this, you know, it's worth it, you know, just I'm not wasting my time, I should keep going with this. And, you know, like, I, I've had people, it, 
OF doesn't really sh- make it obvious who's been there from the be- beginning or whatever, but Twitch does actually keep track of like the first 20 people that have subscribed to you. And so I, I still get people in my chat that have been there from the very beginning. And it's just, that's crazy. That's nice. In some ways, I feel this way about you. You know, I feel like you tuned into my show early on and you were so, like, you know, you would reach out if I was doing something on the show, you'd tweet about it, who knows what. But uh, I appreciate you listening to me early on, Basia. Well, I'm happy you were there. And then you left and, and look what happened. You had to quit your job. I had to quit my job and do porn. How about that? <laughs> well, I to me, that sounds like a nice life, you know. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a shitty life. Not at all. (laughs) I did have one point. We were talking about parasocial relationships, people feeling like they they know you. Yeah. I like don't mind that strangers feel like they know me. I guess my question for you is, was there an adjustment period? Yeah. uh, It's usually more gradual too, though. Like usually the first couple messages are a little awkward and everything anyway, right? And then you start messaging, you get to know people. I'm I'm comfortable with it. I like it. I, I... I, I know people say a lot of negative things about parasocial relationships and everything like that, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, there's people out there who are lonely and they want someone to talk to and and here I am. And if I can make someone's day a little brighter or something like that, I honestly like that. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it would be different if I was trying to squeeze money out of them for every conversation or, or something like that. But I, I don't, you know, like I just, um, I, I like talking to people. I do enjoy that. I feel like you and I are into being performers for the same reason. This idea of making someone's life a little brighter, making people feel less lonely, connecting with people. It's its the same thing. Yeah, it's very win-win, right? Like you, you can support yourself, hopefully, and uh, you can still make people, you know, have, have a better life, at least a little, you know, I don't want to like blow things up or whatever but no i i think that's a that's that's a it's a deep moral with which to end this interview uh there you go there's the nugget you're looking for there's the golden fucking nugget basia i i'm glad you did this it felt very like uh i don't know like just two friends chatting or something yeah very comfortable all right well thanks for coming on whatever the fuck this show is yeah i feel like it was less gimmicky than when i've had you on uh, my overnight show where it's got to be like boom, boom, a polished thing. A large, I remember there was some stupid thing that our producer pitched like large breasted lady. And I was like, this is so fucking stupid. But you had a good <laughs> attitude. You came on, you did it. And I appreciated you then. And I appreciate you now. Well, thanks for having me on it. It's been fun. It, it's really been good. Good. You say that. Do I believe you? No, but I, I never believe anyone when they say that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing the show. All right. All right. 